0: fantasy stitchers, sitchers i can't i can't even say it however what it i can is. say is that it's very nice not being in a 140 degree uh 440 degree room
1: it is it is has that podcast been posted
0: that podcast has been posted gentlemen i, I would i would appreciate if you could you know keep up to date with our I own
1: legitimately looked like an hour ago i still don't see it my last one i see is cj joins the league august 3rd on Spotify, so so that's what I'm looking Hit at right the, now. Yeah,
2: uh, refresh button because it's I in there. I just did.
1: That's wild.
3: Yeah,
0: my hands are pruning from my own uh, sweat.
2: I don't see it.
1: I don't know why. Something's wrong with my Spotify. I'll find it.
2: Refollow. Refollow. Oh.
0: Shockingly, only a 33 I... minute podcast. Because had you asked me at the end of that, I would have told you. Easily an hour and a half, because that's how agonizing it was.
2: (laughs) Well, enough about the old podcast. We're back in our normal setup, sub-140 degree temperature. Um, Hey, one thing we forgot yesterday. um, Yeah, shit, we drafted yesterday. We didn't announce division names. Now, we've got two of the division uh, winners from last year on the pod, Byron Drew you guys ready to unveil your division names
0: we're actually not
2: ready because we've decided that we're going to do
0: a themed division name hopefully this is something that you know can be taken on a legacy if you will to be passed down to future division winners you know give give the boys and girls something to aspire to um but this year i believe we're going to do something along the lines of arrested development
1: Ooh sounds like where we're going okay. i always thought Mahomes was a part of some grander intelligent theme i thought there was depth to that that name um but i guess there wasn't i guess we get an admission from byron and that was a shit name finally and uh Who's yeah i'm name? looking forward to good names okay good names can i throw out
2: uh two more ideas you you, you sure you, can i mean you you're might not gonna listen to on it. a on arrested development but uh directions on a compass or uh letters before E. Those are my two suggestions. So, so
0: interesting, interesting. A
2: go with whatever uh I, I like, like it. Wow. A little
4: retro, you know? Kind of that. giving that back to vibe. basics. <laughs> Minimalist is in
2: is what this <laughs> is really about. <laughs> all right, all right, enough about that. Looking forward to seeing them. You've got uh, seven days, so hurry up. Um boys, we drafted yesterday.
1: We like drafted. A week ago.
2: I think we should talk about it. Um, first let's talk rookie draft. And I know I put a shout out in the group me chat, but shout out again to Justin for really going all out with that, wearing the suit, having the pick cards, announcing the picks, even though the room got smaller and smaller with the amount of people who were who were hanging out in the barn. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun um really enjoyed. it so thanks Justin and and thanks everyone for you know thanks there and just thanks to our our podcast
1: uh co-lead here Byron I think a a fantastic place to host a draft yeah thanks for having us over the night before had a lot of fun I don't know why we had a keg of IPAs Uh, (laughs) we decided that was a good idea um I don't know why but besides that it was it was a great time Mm -hmm. um i got to i got to cuddle with dave the night before it's glorious yes
0: all right
2: let's let's draft itself huh
0: i said it was one of those things where uh when we got the keg i thought it was going to be just we're gonna have a drink here and there you know uh literally have a keg for the whole weekend and then all of a sudden two hours into saturday the saturday party the pre-party, everyone decided that we needed to kill the keg that day, and I—I I, I don't I think that was a bad call. I just—I I think it was. It definitely did not feel very good the next morning. But apparently, you guys did. So, uh, all right then. Well, I guess you're right. Let's get to the recap of the draft. So, what the way we're going to start this is, gentlemen, who had the best first round pick? Drew, what do you think?
1: I'm just going to start from the top. I mean, I think this was easy. You can't miss it. Who's going to come away with the best player in this draft? It's it's Tim. It's B. John Robinson. He's just the best player, and he didn't whiff it. He could have could have made an argument for Anthony Richardson. Some draft nicks did. Um, he could have said, you need to go get your quarterback. He just went and he took the best player in the draft. Good job, Tim.
0: Dave, any different? Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll give a different answer, and, and I'm going to give a, a, a three-way tie. Uh, which is, you know, well, I'm going to give a three-way tie to Joe's primo team, home run hitters, and fancy footwork. I know the other two-thirds of us recording right now wanted to take Gibbs at two, but you three understand this league. It's super flex. You win Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and C.J. Stroud with Gibbs on the board. So I'm going to give a three-way tie there for not uh not overthinking it and going with the quarterback early.
0: Uh, honestly, I think it it ended up being the wrong call if I'm being strictly honest because <laughs> it was quarterbacks and we'll get to this, but quarterbacks were relatively cheap, except for someone named that a name that rhymes with a Holmes. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. It feels like you could have gotten a solid starter and then still gotten a top twelve running back. But to each their own.
1: Couldn't agree more. Well said.
0: All right, then what about? the oh, actually what's the best second round pick
2: dave why don't you go first um so i think at the time at the time i would not have said this but today i'm gonna say the best pick was at pick 22 the best tvs took clayton tune um at the time we kind of joked he came off the board one pick after levis uh but cj was looking into the future because Earlier today, the Cardinals uh, cut Colt McCoy and placed Kyler Murray on the, the physically unable to perform list, all but solidifying that Clayton Toon is either starting or, uh, I mean, I don't know who else, right? They, they just Joshua Dobbs. Joshua yeah. Dobbs. So Clayton Tune is either starting or, yeah, by week two, he'll be starting. <laughs> um, so yeah, with pick 22... Uh, best TDs or whatever CJ is going to name his team, getting a a starting QB, Um, you know, had that news broken 24 hours earlier, I I think this guy would have, I mean, who knows? I can tell you at 13, I would have taken him if I were sure he was a starter. So he wouldn't have fallen past that. Um, So I'm going to say best second round pick, um, you know, recording here on Monday evening. Uh, that, That would be my answer.
1: I'm going to, you know, I think that's that's a great pick there. I'm going to swallow a little bit of vomit as I say this out loud, but I think the best second-round pick, in my view... Um is close. I think mine was close to, to this, but there were two players that fell that I think had first round values that fell all the way to twenty eight and twenty-nine and and Dave got Roshan Johnson at twenty-eight. And I think there are a lot of mocks out there if you look at the, the dynasty rankings um that had Roshan way higher. I don't know if I'm a believer in Roshan. I'm not saying I think he's gonna be great. I'm saying I think he got very, very good value. I think there were worse running backs that went before him. Um and uh I, I, I was surprised. I think Roshan might have been ranked higher than Dave's first round pick on a lot of these things. I think he was right. Tank was shooting up the, the, the boards, but still, good pick in the second round.
0: You know, uh, for me, I actually, this is going to be kind of a theme, I think, throughout, but I like the Hendon Hooker pick. I know he's has an ACL. He's recovering from the injury but I liked him going up and getting him. I'm not entirely sure if Tim knew who he's picking when he made that trade, but is. I think he made the right selection, no. and I think Hennon yeah. Hooker could be actually quite a, a good player for the Lions,
2: Just, depending on where they go with that franchise. So the record shows that that is not the pick he traded. He traded up to pick 2-8, where he took Jaden Reed at pick 24. Ah, all right. Then never mind. you still like the hendon hooker pick though uh say that again
0: you still like the hendon hooker pick i do like the hendon hooker pick i I just think it's i i would have maybe even drafted him a little bit earlier but i actually like the Jaden reed pick too which goes on to my next point who had the best draft and gentlemen i believe it was the pains making nachos i i had 101 John robinson i made a very clear declaration on this podcast that my 102 was jameer gibbs And then he comes in with Jaden Reed in the middle of the second round, the not a wide receiver that I loved, but definitely good value to get a second round pick 50 uh, in the middle of the second round of our draft. And then follows it up with Hendon hooker, who could be a quarterback that gets a chance later on if golf stumbles. So yeah, I think
2: it was a brilliant draft by him. Dave. Um. If I have to pick someone else, which I, I think is, is what we're doing. Cause I, I, anyway, I, I agree with the, the logic and it's hard, you know, he had what five picks um, and started with one, one. So, um, but I'm going to go a little further down the board. I'm going to give mine to a guy who seems to always have good drafts uh, and that's Manny on loose cannons. Um, not overthinking it, taking the wide receiver one, Um, in the real draft and wide receiver one on most people's boards, but Jackson Smith and the Jigba in the first round, uh, and then coming back with, with Meyer and Will Levis in the second, um, you know, taking those, those high end ceiling picks at tight end and quarterback. Um, So anyway, I'm going to go with, with Manny on loose cannons, assuming I can't take Peyton's making nachos.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a good pick. Um, I agree. going to double down on what I said the first go around. Um, another draft that I like, and, and I hate admitting this, is Dave's um dave could have been tempted by will levis early he could have been tempted by will levis at 16 he could have um i think he ended up taking some very solid picks i i think tank bigsby you could classify as a bit of a reach i was surprised to see him go that early but he was he has a lot of hype and he i think he's going to have a role in that offense i think condre miller went right where he was supposed to in that that range and i think um later on in the draft he got good value with roshan johnson good value with tank dell and even got one of those flyer quarterbacks up at the end with Dorian Thompson. So um, I think this might end up being one of Dave's best drafts. He's been a historically terrible drafter. Uh, we'll historically <laughs> an awful drafter. And I think this this really was um, all solid picks um, for, for where he was picking.
0: He's really the Billichick of our draft. Can't yeah. draft to save his life, but the players that get onto his team, he maximizes their value. You know what I mean? All right. Now, obviously we've been all positive so far. It wouldn't be the podcast without us shitting on someone who had the biggest reach in the draft. Drew, Byron, why don't you start? You know what? I will start. I'm completely fine with that. And listen. I know where you're going with it too. You already know where I'm going, right? Of course. Because if you were to look at any board, this is a completely acceptable pick. But my biggest reach Dalton Kincaid, I would not have drafted him. I would not draft a tight end pretty much ever. They are historically incredibly low odds into picking. They also very rarely actually mature into their role during our three year rookie window because the position is so difficult to play. Now, obviously, there's a lot of talk about him playing the slot receiver in a similar, like a pits kind of role. We have to see if that will happen or how the bills will end up using him, but I'm sorry. I just, I told drew ahead of time. So this is no surprise to him. Do not like taking tight ends. I would not have taken him. Dave, why don't you go next?
2: So we're going biggest reach, biggest reach. So I'm going to go way down the board. Um, and it seems silly because I'm going to go to pick 35 and say Jake Connor was the biggest reach in this draft. Um, I think he's third string QB, at least after this recording, if he doesn't get cut by the Saints. Um, <clears throat> I don't mind the the QB pick here with a comp pick. Uh, I just think, as we saw from the main draft, there were probably five, six, seven other rookie picks uh, you could have taken here. but um anyway it means i like the the first first 34 sorry clay
1: i am gonna go with a a guy who's not a terrible pick it's not a it's not an awful player um but uh, i am a firm believer that you don't fall in love with camp buzz um and you go with the best player and at six Say Flowers went, and I know all the buzz pushed him up the, the stocks, and it went over Jackson Smith and Jigba, but the best wide receiver in this draft is Jackson Smith and Jigba. You take him, um, and I think he's going to live to regret that, Um, and, and I think that was the the biggest reach, not by much, but the biggest
0: reach. All right. Now, we're going to start talking about the UFA and RFA draft, but first, we have an ad from our sponsor, so if you wouldn't mind, take a listen. Now you have to give me a second so I can share it with you guys. Uh, sound bam bam.
4: Hurry on down to Cardi's pre-owned running backs before it's too late. Your running back room ready for an upgrade. We've. Hurry on down to Cardi's pre-owned running backs before it's too late. All
0: right, one more time, guys.
4: Hurry on down to Cardi's pre-owned running backs before it's too late. Your running back room ready for an upgrade? We've got all the best RB1s. We're talking 2017 Packers for as low as $48. 2020 Ravens for just $47. 2020 Eagles for $35. And get this, low mileage never before started. Bears for as low as $3. But that's not all. Act this season and we're offering our best deals ever we're talking zero money down zero percent financing no payments until 2025 you heard that right no payments until 2025 these deals are so low you think we're jk but we're just jk dobbins baby come on down to cardi's located conveniently off of exit 26 on i270 come get a beer in the barn a shavitz in the basement and leave with a brand new rb1 because at cardi's we're not a threat, not at all. Don't pay us any mind. We think that championship you're chasing is kind
2: of cute. Ah, true, true, true. I like it. I like it.
0: <clears throat> also, just disparaging Khalil Herbert. Who I'm glad that
1: you're bad. you're 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 really uh, spending that championship money on good advertising for your for your team.
0: Multiple. That's smart. Hundred yards. Go look at his stat line last year: seven hundred fifty-seven yards on one hundred and twenty carries, five point seven yards per carry. My man has not played an- eleven preseason, snaps, I, 11 preseason we heard, snaps.
2: We already heard.
1: We already heard that. I thought we uh, don't already, need another yeah, ad.
2: We don't need to counter the you don't ad. Need another saying, ad here. Joe,
3: Joe. The ads the ad three dollars.
1: No papers until twenty twenty-five. I let the ad that's go. Great. That's a great ad. I don't know why you're upset about that. I think. You know, he's never gone into (laughs) season. low mileage. Not a lot of wear and tear in his body. Yeah. All good things. Thanks
2: to our sponsor. All right. Let's talk some draft. All
0: right. So what I've done, if you paid attention before the draft, is I ran uh, essentially an analysis on all of our – all of the uh, – excuse me. Let me restart here. Prior to the draft, I released a Excel document essentially that analyzed all of our previous years auction prices before uh, after we went to 16 teams. And then I had ChatGPT take an analysis, take a look at the cost, what it would predict for the players in our upcoming auction draft. And it gave some interesting analysis. It had some price players I thought were pretty high, some pretty low, but overall I thought it was a fairly accurate prediction of what could be in our draft. And it was wildly wrong in some cases, sometimes. And one of the things where I thought it was absolutely gonna be completely wrong, it was very right. So what I've done is then compared what actually happened versus what was predicted to happen and that's how i'm gonna go about suggesting who had the best and worst drafts now gentlemen let me ask you knowing all of the drafts that happened or all the players selected at their current values who do you think had the worst draft according to google or,
2: or chat gpt offensive parakeets <clears throat> Dave, want to venture a guess? It, so you're just saying over your spreadsheet, whoever paid the highest over over the yes over what the predicted cost was. Um, uh, I'll go with cartographers to be different.
0: You'll be go with Why is my thing okay? I guess maybe it's switched up. Um, oh, I see. I have this all on on RFA's. Uh, Drew, you would be correct. The site did not like what uh, the Pensive Parakeets did. Now, it wasn't actually all too bad. In fact, it really was just the Patrick Mahomes. It predicted the cost oh, yeah. would be at $87. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking it was going to be around 90 The actual cost was 110 which was barely staggering. Obviously, a difference of negative $23. And then the rest of his picks were only, or actually exactly on the money, DeAndre Hopkins had predicted thirty dollars Donovan peoples jones it predicted 15 he paid 11 garrett everett ten dollars predicted five dollars is what it went for and Derek carr it predicted 57 and he only got 50 now interesting i think that was one of the biggest things that i noticed in this draft and you'll see this kind of repeatedly is quarterbacks went far under what the site predicted they would go for. And I think that outside of, of course, Patrick Mahomes. And I think that was the Mahomes effect on this draft.
1: Yeah. I think there's two effects for this draft for, for that reason. Right. I think it is partially people were saving their money on quarterbacks for Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Um, I think another one is that this is in a 16 team league draft. There's one team that's not in the market for a quarterback or has two quarterbacks or has one and is not really bidding on them all that much um and when that happens i think maybe for the first time in the league that's you byron um i think that also has a depressing effect on some of that there's not as much demand as as there used to be
0: but interestingly i I mean i guess you're right but i believe there's multiple teams that still have more than two quarterbacks, which would still obviously create that this, a similar it, effect. Right, it still
1: but, it still has an effect, but that would still have been the case, of course, if you were there.
3: So
2: yeah, yeah, we had the most quarterbacks kept in league history. We had the most quarterbacks franchise tagged in league history, uh, and then as Drew said, we had one less team bidding on quarterbacks because um, obviously he's not playing for this year. Um, yeah, I, I was a little surprised. Um, I know in the past we've seen, you know, that last QB bidding war happen, but at the same time, out of the the QBs available, um, can't say I'm too too surprised, right? We we saw we saw mediocre QBs go for fifty to sixty-five dollars. Um, and we've seen that in past years. It's just it had seemed like a scramble when in this year, again, a lot of tag QBs and a lot of QBs kept. Um, and didn't hit the open market.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get into a little bit more of an analysis of RFAs and UFAs, but I'd like to finish off where I was going before, is who do you think had the best draft using the same logic as before?
2: I'm trying to think. It's it's probably a team who had the – probably a team who came in with the the most players needed um, and picked a lot of players – um or got someone big at a value so either drew because of eckler or i'm gonna go with the new guy cj because he came in with a lot of cap space i'm also gonna throw fancy out there he got he had uh
1: a few players that i think really probably pushed that number down
0: you were absolutely right number two was darn sound Drews, which uh they got boosted by austin eckler and Antonio Gibson and even Paris uh Paris Campbell was up there but the best was the best TDs otherwise known as Jagged Off right now yeah. CJ had a phenomenal draft and it was to go to my previous point buoyed by the fact that he got Kirk Cousins for $53 which the site predicted 72 and when he was on free agency 2 years ago he went for $62 and I mean Cousins had a huge season last year even if it was mostly just through Justin Jefferson and then obviously Dak Prescott, he also got a pretty good deal at $50 and the site predicted 63. So I, I think phenomenal draft for our new guy coming into the league uh, and obviously set himself up good. I was a little worried if I'm going to be honest with you, because we were like in the middle of UFA and he had still not spent, he had still not broken $200 or he still had $200 left of cap space after a maybe 40 players had gone off the board.
1: yeah no I, I I'm not surprised to hear um uh CJ's name there I think I thought personally he had one of the best drafts uh out there um I'm su- I'm surprised uh where is fancy footwork on that list
0: fancy footwork would be he would be seventh
1: seventh so a lot of people
0: half, Rams are the best would be a solid eighth, but it I mean, obviously, you spent a lot of money early. Um, you got what the site believed was good deals on Justin Jefferson and D. Higgins. But you didn't spend much more after that, obviously. If you get more players, you get more value, right? Um, yeah, so let's go then talk about RFA. We already kind of mentioned the Mahomes effect. I think right off the bat, the biggest surprise was Austin Eckler, and it really kind of set the tone that this draft was going to be different we thought he was going to go 75 drew and I had talked about it a lot so that the range we were assuming 75 to 80 and he goes for 59 that was that was surprising I regret not throwing out a bid just to hurt you a little bit but uh yeah Dave any thoughts
2: I uh, I think um no I think that's spot on I, I think people had people had players they really wanted more and getting Eckler would have thrown a wrench in that strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm guilty of it too. I mean, 15 of us are guilty of it. Um, Well, 14, I guess Breeze nuts would have won him at 59, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think first player off the board, you you have an idea what you want. You can't be too rigid, uh, have to, have to let it go. Like, you know, in hindsight, I think everyone would have wished they had Eckler for $59, um but yeah I'm sure Drew would have matched to 75 or higher um in fact yeah. he told me I know it's higher I'm not gonna say what it is but he would have matched higher to that and any one of us could have just thrown out 70 at the start and, and he have still been thrilled but um but we didn't and yeah that kind of set the tone at least for his draft um with a windfall of extra cash and and options to to go deeper
1: yeah no um I won't go too deep on my own thing, but I, I'll just say it this way. I had um plans going into the off season for Eckler at seventy Eckler seventy five Eckler eighty Eckler at eighty five Eckler at ninety. My plans rotated around <laughs> that <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was going to match at ninety. uh that was where I wasn't sure um but uh i I had planned in, in case because I uh, was shocked at fifty nine to to for that that gift to be given.
0: And uh, yeah, I mean, then I feel like what we saw. In fact, if you go back to the the draft board, um, what I was talking about earlier, there was no player that the site, except for CeeDee Lamb and DeAndre Swift, those were the two players it thought were overspent in terms of the money on the board, um, up until. Thank God! And by the way, guys, I just want to say. And Jonathan Taylor. uh, Well, yeah. So there was a few. I mean, all of these are still within reason, though. Like even I'm talking about, like C.D. Lamb, negative three, uh, Swift seven, Jonathan Taylor, negative six. Again, it's looking at the pre-ranks of fantasy pros and to determine where these values were. So it's a little bit off because a lot of news hit right before our draft on jonathan taylor about you know positive trade news and that obviously escalated people's assumption but the worst worst rfa signing was my guy jk dobbins negative 22. i'm not sure why that was the point that people were like hey you know what we need this guy but i really appreciate it i just want to say thank you to all of you for that little gift yeah, yeah, that was my little like um, smug and uh, I'm annoyed that you drove up the value of a guy who hasn't played in two years. To, I thought you were JK, Noms.
1: but you were just JK Dobbins. I was
0: just JK Dobbins. All right. Well, uh, do you guys have any other comments on the RFAs that you want to kind of go over? Any other surprises?
1: I mean, <laughs> I think it spoke for itself, right? Um, it, it was just uh, surprising to see everybody be that kind of just gun shy and waiting for Mahomes. But it was kind of fun to watch. Um, Especially if you had a lot of RFAs.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, we've seen in the past people spend heavy on RFAs and then UFA players go cheap. And I think your spreadsheet maybe overcorrected the market there that we saw a lot of RFAs uh, probably go for... Maybe whatever your spreadsheet said, but I feel like in the past we've seen a lot more inflated values in RFA's, and people are less likely to match in the past. In fact, it was thrown out there that we needed to change the comp pick level because way too many picks would go out this year. And then we saw, you know, uh, I guess historic number being matched, but I think only three comp picks went out there, and two of those were streets meets who literally could not afford to keep the player, even if he wanted to did not have the cap space. So, um, it was really one, one tough decision someone had to make. And I think they cut like a $31 player. Um, if I'm remembering that right. So, um, yeah, I think that was interesting and I got a kick out of Justin throwing four out of five, tight ends for $5 bidding against no one and then losing them all. Uh, I, I enjoyed that. (laughs) i more so than he did.
0: (laughs) All right. Going on to the UFAs. And again, I, I feel like there's even with already talking about it, we've got to bring it up again. Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, both superstars in this draft, potentially top, both top four or five players. Mahomes being one oh one. one what did you honestly think he was gonna go for, Drew?
1: I thought it was gonna be ninety, ninety-five. Ninety-five is where I was thinking it was gonna end up. I thought it was going like ninety made sense, and then I thought it was gonna get into a little bidding war. And then once you hit ninety-five, it was like I, I thought somebody would be like, This is starting to make me feel a little bit queasy. That's almost a third of my cap. He's gonna have to put up like a lot of points for this to make any sense he didn't go for
2: 95. Dave. Dave I I thought all we needed was two teams, right? I I knew Evan would be going for a quarterback and when I saw Mahomes get cut, uh, I just if the draft fell right um I thought we would get it to a hundred dollar player. I thought at least two teams would be in on it and the room would start to get, you know, uh, 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 and uh, we, we'd hit the triple digits. I did not expect the third bid to be a hundred dollars, fifty, seventy five, a hundred. We build up. <laughs> up a little more. Um, but yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, honestly, I, I don't hate it, right? Evan's team is set up, he's got two top 10 running backs on paper for, for cheap. And he had the cap space. So, um, I, I don't hate it. Um, you know, I don't think you can keep them at 110, but I, I don't hate the move to, uh, to spend triple digits on, on that one player, uh, to fix that one piece on your team.
1: I think we'll get more into to how I feel about that team later, but I can't. Believe it. Um, I I won't lie. I, I think it's you have it up. A, I think you bid yourself up a little bit, right? If you didn't go that aggressively, I think you get him for probably a little bit less. Um, I think starting yeah, it at hundred. But... I think starting it at hundred, like guarantees it goes up to there, and then going from one hundred four to one hundred ten. So I'm not sure if that was needed. I think th- those dollars matter. Um. And then, I just think. You you're right about him having a lot of areas on his team that um you have you know, you're saving money at. I would much rather spend 50 dollars on Matt Stafford, uh and then go spend that money everywhere else on your team. But that's me. That's me. I get it. It's Pat Mahomes. I mean it's Pat Mahomes. But you have to for Pat Mahomes to be worth hundred ten dollars, he's gotta put up insane numbers.
0: Yeah, I mean I for me like you look at as sometimes you you are still trying to get points right like points per dollar is eventually how you win this league uh dave what was your team what was the cost of your team can i
2: sorry can i throw out a fun a fun little question for you guys
0: in the middle of my like my little speech yeah. What the, come on man no i'm just gonna go for
2: it oh weren't you about to move on from Mahomes? home's no, no, I no, um, was talking oh, about okay. I'm
0: ramping up into my Mahomes argument. Okay, keep um, going.
2: Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: And so, you know, Mahomes last year, number one player in our league, scored 415 points total. Obviously, having that point total condensed into one player is fantastic. But in this draft, you could have gotten Kirk Cousins and the Stefan Diggs. Uh, Who combined generated 555 points together and you would have still spent less than what you spent on the homes right and so it gets into that question of like is that the most efficient use of your dollars he also mentioned that he was going to franchise tack him this upcoming year i think he i may have misunderstood you evan i think he may have thought that the that the salary goes down to what the franchise tag was, that is not how it works. It's 10% more. It's the it's the average of the top five or 10% more. And honestly, if you already spent more than everybody else, you might as well just cut them and re-sign them. you probably get them back for, for a little I would
1: imagine you'll get him back for less than $110. I'm yeah. just going to imagine that. But yeah, I, I hope you don't franchise tag him next offseason.
2: But so Byron, the, Byron, you used the digs and Cousins analogy. I was actually going to go in the opposite way and say you could have had Mixon and Prescott who combined scored less than Patrick Mahomes. So um, you think of it that way, you got a, a quarterback who historically has been on the field, even when hampered um, and put up, like Byron said, 415 odd fantasy points last year.
0: I mean, I guess I mean Dak Prescott was also injured last year, right? So I mean, if Mahomes goes down, like you're done, like yeah. it's over. I think you that's have no, yeah. That's- so that,
1: that I get it, but that's that's a bit of a reach. Sure, if players you you spend money on get hurt, yeah. yeah I think Byron Byron actually money. told me this in the car, so I'm stealing a line from him. But I think you should you should say he could say here, right? If if you need to make the playoffs, right? Um, the the cutoff. Um, for making the playoffs is about fourteen hundred points, and you're spending over thirty-three percent of your cap space on four hundred of those points. You need to overproduce everywhere else by a by by a million miles in order to even make, and that's just getting into the playoffs. It's not being one of the best teams, um, and um, and yeah, I think we'll. I mean, we'll see how it works out. His team has some scary pieces, um, but I think it has some holes, and I think that could have been could could have been filled, but. We should probably move on from Pat Mahomes, as ridiculous and crazy as Pat Mahomes was.
0: In our like agenda or program for this, a rundown for the podcast, we had just a separate item just labeled Patrick <laughs> <for> Mahomes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I feel like we did that, right? I feel yeah, like I, we absolutely. did that. Well, were there any other UFA surprises,
2: Dave? Um, I mean, there was a couple... So I'm going off memory. I'm sorry. There was a couple sneaky good values I liked. Um, I liked Chris Godwin going for 14. Um, almost going for 12, but going for 14. I, I think he, you probably got him at a third of his price. Um, just compared to other players around that. Um, but something I found very interesting was the running back market in UFAs. That, um, yes, we saw McCaffrey and Derrick Henry go for a lot. We all thought we would, but after that we saw between 30 and I think $48, uh, like kind of everyone in that next, um, you know, from RB 10 to like RB 50, everyone went in that range. Um, and every time there was somewhat of a lull, some team mostly Breezewood nuts or fancy footwork came in with another bid and it revamped the bidding, but We didn't see, you know, that top end player, um, kind of the bidding just stop outside of Eckler. Honestly, I don't think we saw really anyone in the top like 40 projections, RB or wide receiver, uh, go for really undervalued. So um, I just thought that was interesting and and kind of kudos to the league. We we all kind of, you know, value the players, um, you know, the same and people were, were after it.
1: I think that is is a takeaway, right? Like, I think last year we saw mistakes were made on running backs. Multiple mistakes were made on overpaying mediocre running backs just because they have a name or just because you need a running back. Um, and this year I think people started to realize, okay, we need to adjust. We need to value some uh, of these running backs. There's RB2s on teams to, to get us points and, and put those on our roster and not overpay some of these higher end guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think I, I was gonna say is I, I have to I think the biggest steal of the draft for me and honestly by the way again kudos to you Dave. The system said that the biggest uh I guess yeah most underpriced player was Chris Godwin and it analyzed it at $21. Uh so great job of fancy Fort Worth getting another steal. But to me, I think the one that was the most surprised about was Stefan Diggs. Uh, at $55. Mike cut him at 75, was worried he wouldn't get him back and gets him for a huge discount. Yeah. You're talking about one of the best wide receivers paired with one of the best quarterbacks. Seems like easy points to me. So, and then again, Mike followed up with getting uh, D, uh DJ Moore, which obviously not anyone's like a huge circle, but like an inch, a sneaky potential really good wide receiver if Justin Fields can like take the next step. So, uh, I really love Mike Ryan's draft. I, I have to say that.
1: I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I bid Stefan Diggs right to my, my limit at 54. Um, and I, that was ridiculously good value.
0: Let's see here. Um, I think we've hit a lot of the kind of the topics that I was the most interested in. um, I, again, I just want to point out, I think with the, the wide receiver market, we get to see it again, but that is the easiest market to find someone if you need someone. There was literally good wide receivers, $30, $40, $50, $60, up to obviously Justin Jefferson at 73. And I, it's literally wherever you want a wide receiver in the draft, you can essentially afford one if you have that amount of money. You're not wrong. All right. Well, uh, if, unless you guys have any other points, I think we should get into the power rankings.
2: I agree. And yeah. That's why I joined tonight. I want to hear these.
0: All right. i I'm excited. Uh, give me one second so I can pull up my power rankings. But while I listen, while I do that, guys, who is your number you know what? We all know what our number one team is. Yeah. I think like that, but like, I think we can collectively say that it's probably Frederick scrubs. Is there any disagreement with the table? Uh, no disagreement here. Then let's, if, let's go, let's go to number two. And I think this is interesting, Dave, who's your number two. And how would you break down the tiers of, you know, the top, I don't know,
2: six teams. Um, I just closed my other tab. I I don't have the teams in front of me. I'm sorry. I, I think there's a clear one, and then I think there were a clear bottom two in my mind. But in the middle there, there's a lot of good teams, but a lot of good teams with very little depth. So um, I'll throw Drew up there because I think he got Eckler cheap and uh, used that money. I don't know if he's two, though. Iron. Who's your, I think you said you
0: had two, uh, two uh, two other teams two teams. What was the at second? The bottom. Third?
1: He said two at the bottom. Oh, there's
0: two at the bottom, and then there's okay. I okay. My who watch. are
1: the two at the bottom?
0: The two at the bottom.
1: We're Shocking. bottom up here.
0: Shockingly.
1: I know. I'm talking to Dave. Man, he's the one who. Oh. Dave, who are your two at
2: the bottom? Well, I think cartographers with no QB. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately, I think with. With Kyler Murray not going to be playing the first six weeks, maybe not after, and not having that $75, um, I'm going to put the K-9 unit down there. Even though I like what they did with the draft, I just, I think sometimes money spent, but don't get too attached, right? You made a trade in May, had great intentions, but I would have cut Kyler Murray, Um you saw outside of the tagged QBs and Mahomes, no other QB went for that value. So, um, anyway, I put him at at 15 in my rankings.
0: Drew, you you were doing a a little dance there uh, while you were smiling while you. Were no, no, wasn't. I wasn't. I had
1: nothing. I had nothing to nothing.
0: Nothing. Uh, you you have been talking but a lot love. about Marvin Harrison Jr. Is there any specific reason for that?
1: I just have three first round picks. I think I'll be able to trade up and, and get them, you know, or oh. something like that. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have, I have high sense. hopes. I have high hopes.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, actually the, so we're, I'm looking at fantasy pros is what we do every year is how we analyze the uh, top 16 teams in our league. It actually has pain making nachos as the 15th team. Obviously that's because he does not have a second quarterback. And if, you don't have a second quarterback in the super flex you are going to get punished very hard uh in the rankings but philly citywide is 13 and he has the exact same score as pains making nachos so it really doesn't make too much of a difference um the second best team, and we'll just go rattling it down is darn style jerusalem once again uh dave you have a mind like a computer it registers values like no one else it's inhuman almost uh, then there is a clear tier gap and I think what's going to surprise all of us is that at number three is my boy Mike fucking Ryan the Arlington darlings and you have to admit he had had a he's got a great draft while he's a little thin in depth I think he has a scary team
3: yeah
2: I think when when we we're looking at the teams right after um, right after the draft definitely Mike Ryan was up there but Um, I know we don't have division names, but that whole Mike Ryan's whole division, um, everyone definitely had a hole, everyone definitely had a problem, but I think those teams again, like we saw last year, uh, could be pushing for three, maybe even four playoff spots. So yeah, I I like Mike Ryan up there. I, I think that's a, you know, a big bet in, in Gino and Deshaun Watson, um, so if you're believers in, in Watson bouncing back and, and a second year of this Geno magic, then I think he'll be definitely up there and in the mix. But, um, you know, like I said, everyone's got some flaw or some hole or some glaring. What if, um, I think those two are, are his teams. What if, um, that if that doesn't pan out, they could come crashing down to earth pretty quickly. I think another big, what if for,
1: for his team are his running backs. Um, I think they're, they're, they're very on edge, uh, but Najee Harris, I, I think, Dave, if I'm, if I'm you, I think my hope for having a starting running back is, is Jalen Warren. Um, I think he's a better running back to Najee Harris. And I think Miles Sanders is, is a question mark, but with that said, he's got Zach Charbonnet. I think his ceiling is, as maybe, maybe the highest in this division. I think probably the highest in this division, if things go well and he doesn't have bad breaks, I think he's on paper who can start every week, the best, the the best has the best starters um in this division and, and fewest holes but he has no depth um at any position um but uh but i think the the team in this division that i'd be uh, most worried to be right now is actually um tyler right i think tyler has some superstars on his team and, and they can carry him to some wins um but he's got question marks and he's got a tough division
0: absolutely um shoot you want to still keep going down the power rankings yeah, yeah. Does... go down the
2: power rankings if you can tier them together uh, to... that's what i was
0: going to do as we split up because mike ryan is in a tier with another team who we just kind of shat on but the punks katani of parakeets obviously when you have the qb1 it's going to push you up the rankings um then the following tier, uh, and I think it's very interesting, would be Vienna Rams are the best, Maniok Loose Cannons, and the Lewisburg Luchadors all around the 80 points mark, uh, which is essentially meaning that they're 20% less than the number one team is how it uh, essentially analyzes it. And I think that makes sense. I think all of them have holes. Uh, obviously, Rams are the best. You don't have a running back that is, you know, has had a chance to start before Uh, but you know, a lot of lottery tickets they could work out and obviously your wide receiver core and, you know, Josh Allen, terrifying. Who's Uh, the
1: fourth team in that, in in that tier?
0: It was actually just three teams. It was Vienna Rams are the best. Manioc looks cannons and then the Lewisburg Luchadores. And then, there's almost a tier in and of itself, but we can include them. The best TDs comes in at eight, suggesting they are a French playoff team coming in immediately after cutting almost their entire roster, keeping two players. Uh again, great draft for them. And Who, then
2: lose eight. Sorry.
0: Sorry, it's the best TDs or jagging off the new owner, CJ. Yeah.
2: So if I could pause for a moment and just um so luchadores, that was one team I you know, they were in on Mahomes. They had a $101 bid out there. This team has Justin Fields and the last year's number one pick, Kenny Pickett. Um, They ended up turning around and taking Russell Wilson at $53, I believe. Yeah. Um, Leaving them with Debo Samuel and then not a lot after at wide receiver. Um, So that was one. I just think if I get it, QB depth and and I've definitely been a you know hoard QBs in the past, but this team could have flipped, you know, Russell Wilson and instead had a Stefan Diggs or a Devontae Adams, yep. you know, as a lead wide receiver instead of the De- Debo Samuel, then becomes your two. Um, and this team could probably bumped into that Mike Ryan, um yeah. the parakeets tier. I, so it's Spot on, Dave. I I had the same exact thought.
1: Um, I I get the the need to have quarterbacks, but but if anything, I think you are actually pretty set at quarterback with those two, Kenny Pickett and Justin Fields. You have to feel if I had them, I'd feel pretty good about them. I feel really good about them, and I'd be fine to trotting to them out there. I'd go for for depth elsewhere, knowing how many teams also have have quarterback issues and don't have a third quarterback. There's only a few that do. Um, and then Los Angeles is another team in this tier that I think can really. Uh, make some noise. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence could just um, really skyrocket to one of those, that elite tier of of quarterbacks. And I think he's just got players first uh, interspersed throughout this roster outside of the the stars like Saquon that could really pull through besides having my whole bench and all of my backups. If my team goes down, this team is really, really, really good. Uh, But beyond that, I know I talked a little shit at the draft, but I think this is in that tier to me. that's right after my team um is to me loose cannons is, is probably in my view uh the next team um I I know the, the 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 fantasy pros like Mike Ryan I think his depth is really 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 thin I think loose cannons can 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 withstand some of that and last
2: yeah and you know if you're gonna bet on quarterbacks getting hurt why not go to the team who historically has players get injured all the time and and that's your team Drip. Yep. 100 percent Whatever it is, your quarterbacks, your wide receivers, whatever you need, they end up getting hurt. So and I still finish third place. You, hey man. All your backups. Uh
0: and then to finish it off, it's just a giant mix of teams, all wow. the same score. Uh Streets wow. Meets, I think is the one we already talked about. They lead the bunch. They have a score of 71. To give you an idea, Payton's making nachos has a score of 70, um, who is 15. Obviously, the bad news for Streets Meat streets meet is that he lost his quarterback too today with Colt McCoy getting cut. Likely because the Cardinals are probably tanking for Caleb Williams. I, I have a feeling that's what's happening right here. Uh, obviously, generational quarterback prospect coming up. And uh, maybe Taylor plays a little too much Call of Duty. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, I think it's hard when you keep, um, you know, he tagged Jalen Hurts, kept a seventy-dollar Nick Chubb, right. traded for Travis Kelsey this off-season. There's sixty percent more, six sixty-five percent of your cap in those three players. Um, so tough to build depth. I think he's being knocked down on a, a depth basis not necessarily his starters. Um, but yes, there are bye weeks Um, Colt McCoy wasn't a strong (laughs) QB two option to begin with. And, and he is not, uh, most likely not starting anywhere week one. So, um, yeah, little room for error there. And I I think over a season, you know, that's the right place, but could start out well before you get to those bye weeks Can I, uh,
1: can I end the pod asking each of you one, one kind of like just wrap up the power rankings type question?
2: Which team? In- um, well, can I throw out, you, you gave a group of people. I just want to throw out a, two teams uh, I don't know belong in that group. That's what I was going to ask. Oh. This is like, my question was, was going to be basically <laughs>
1: this. My question was, which teams from the top tier do you guys think maybe aren't supposed to be the top one team from the top tier and name teams in the bottom tier that you think might might rise? So So, Dave, you were pretty much going there. So why don't you start?
2: Yeah, so my bottom teams, I think, will rise. Um, I'm going to throw out there Joe's primo team, um, a team we've seen hover around the playoffs every year. Um, But they went out, they drafted Anthony Richardson and re-signed Tua, um, went out and got Christian McCaffrey to pair with Brees Hall. Um, You know, every team has a flaw. This team's flaw is their wide receivers. Uh, But we've seen wide receivers come out of nowhere, give you some production weeks. And and that is a scary QB running back. And then they're tight end. Tight end. (laughs) Um, So that's a team I could see, you know, get a little lucky and and maybe find a wide receiver later in the year. Um, And then also, I was just surprised that um, um, that Breezewood's nuts wasn't in that that tier. I, I don't know. I, I like their QBs. Maybe that's me being a, a Rams fan and Matthew Stafford, I think is good value to pair with Jared Goff. Um, they have Tyreek Hill who, you know, if he finishes anywhere between wide receiver one and five, we would not be surprised. Um, their problem is running back, um, you know, um, but obviously I wasn't afraid to do that either this year. So um, anyway, I yep. think those two teams could, could bump up and, um
1: I'll I'll throw two different ones into that list. Um I, I think you kind of spoke to why I think uh Breezewood and Joe's Primo team have weaknesses. I, I agree with your, your analysis. They also have some pretty scary strengths. Um, but I think uh Peyton's making nachos, man. Tim. Tim Tim, Tim, Tim. Um, I mean, I know the site doesn't like teams without um quarterbacks, but when you have running backs this good um, and you have Josh Jacobs, Bijan, and Jameer Gibbs, when you have uh Danny MF and dimes, and you have Cooper Cup and you have a pretty darn good tight end, I think you can go out and win games, right? I think Alan Lazard is not bad. I think Jaden Reed isn't a bad pick. I think he can go out and put points on the board. I think he can win. Um, and I'm interested to see if he makes a, a bit of a jump over that. And then I uh, you know, if Jonathan Taylor ever comes back and plays football this year, I don't think he is. But if he does, Fancy Footwork has a team that that isn't terrible.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 all on. I'm a Ryanophile, you know. That's just I love I love the Ryans. I think that Payne's making nachos team is it's not the fifteenth worst team in this league. Uh, I can definitely see them stealing games with this team. I, I just echo everything that Drew said, and I think honestly if he does come in second next year and he gets a top quarterback, uh, then he's, he gets to pretty much keep his entire roster for not much more. He probably saves a bunch of money on Goddard the way that tight ends are being spent. So uh, I'm very excited to see what's in line for Tim and the nachos or whatever his team's going to be.
2: Yeah. To answer your other question, what team from the upper tiers do we think will fall down and, And I already kind of, you know, hinted at it, but I think my division just there's everyone's got to play everyone in the division twice. So someone between um, someone between the best TD. Sorry, I forgot what CJ's new team is Um, somewhere between CJ's team. Mike Ryan Rams are the best. Um, And even streets meets, I think, unfortunately, we're going to beat each other up this year and someone is going to fall way to the bottom um, from being in that upper tier.
1: Yeah, I I already hinted and and said that as well. So I agree.
0: Yep. So anyways, gentlemen, I've started eating because I thought Drew was going to go next. (laughs) But is there anything else we should talk about before we wrap this up? We do have to do our rules meeting
2: we were supposed to do it. it.
0: Maybe we don't do any of the rules this year. Maybe (laughs) we skip it. I think think we're already too late. After what we saw, the mixing of the RFA and the UFA pool makes a lot of sense. I'm just not sure why we have to wait so long for Patrick Mahomes. Um, It's not something... To alleviate
1: that pressure, yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't mind it. I thought it made it really interesting. I don't mind it. I have Austin (laughs) (laughs) Eckler. And there you Um, go. That's
0: the reason why we should do it.
2: All right, give me your four division winners to end this pod. Who you got? Mike Ryan. Uh,
0: Number two, I am Zill Cartographers. Number three. Uh SJ. uh, Sorry, not the Scrubs. And four. No, not you.
2: It's gonna be it's gonna be May.
1: It's gonna be May. I can't remember their name
2: right now. It's Philly Citywide.
0: Philly Citywide, okay. they're you're coming 100%. back. This is you're being disparaged on the podcast, I believe.
1: I believe that he had a pretty good, as Dave have said, RFA and the new FA period. I just uh Kyler Murray. But um I'll go with Vienna Rams are the best. Um I think again has holes at running back but did a really good job at taking some dart throws. Um and I think that might come through for him later in the season. Many young loose cannons um in uh the Mahomes division um Frederick Scubs I think is a lock and I think I'll uh, not picking against myself. I think I do have the best team in my division. Uh I do think I have some competition with Joe's primo team, but I think I'll win.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go uh, I I think we'll sweep here. Frederick Scrubs though. I think pensive parakeets, we, we saw his luck shift last year. Um, definitely the team to watch there. If, if anyone besides Scrubs is going to win that division. Um, I like your division this year, Byron, because it is wide open. I'm going to go with the Luchadors to be different. Um, but I think we could see a, a division winner, you know, just a game over 500, um, really coming down to the head to head matchups here, which, which will be a lot of fun. Um, never bet against myself. Um, so I'm lying when I guess CJ, but I'll go with the best TDs, uh, even though that's not actually how I feel. Um, again, I think that division is all very tight together. Uh, and so probably who can get a little lucky in those head to head weeks. Um, and then I do think drew is a notch above that division. Um, but again, I, I like Joe's primo team. And I think if we see, you know, like a Christian McCaffrey catch fire a couple weeks there. Um, We could be seeing some meaningful games in that Joe's Primo team, Drew's matchup toward the end of the year. So um, yeah. Excited to to see what happens.
0: Great podcast, gentlemen. Great draft. Thank you all for coming down. I really enjoyed seeing you uh, in person and uh, good luck to the future winner.
3: i'm coming out of my draft and i've been doing